0: From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Keeping it real.
1: Live from the Simply Vegas Studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford.
2: What's happening, everybody? Welcome back
1: to another episode of
2: The Power Move. With me as always, my man Colts. What's going on? And Chris Connell.
1: Hey, how you doing, everyone?
2: What's up, Connell? <laughs> We're going with the. We are going to go with the power move noise. He actually brought it on his phone. That's what. That was. That's Just a, ridiculous in his own way. That's and a it, power move and all, and all Real that. Power You know, great <laughs> ones. Well, man, I got to tell you, there's a lot of stuff going on. I want to jump right into it. You know, do we do we want to? I mean, you know, do we want to start and talk about you know? The, the the elephant in the room, which is the Afghanistan thing, which, you know, I don't know when this is going to come out a couple of weeks, maybe a week and a half. It's still going to be a mess then. It's a mess now. It's going to be a mess then. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of progress in the last 20 lot, years, apparently a lot of progress.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, Jeez. I mean, of course, everybody uses it immediately as a chance to jump on uh, you know, the president and everything else with what happened there. And, and, and look again, For me, that knows me. I am a conservative Republican. I get that. Uh, but, you know, part of me also thinks that, you know, the, the place fell apart in like three hours. Right. So part of me is thinking maybe, you know, of course it's terrible the Taliban took over, but maybe this is the government these folks want.
1: Right. I'm not going like to jump on some anti-Trump because me, I'm I'm a fairly central, centrist liberal just in terms of, you know, marry who you want, smoke what you want, leave me alone. Central, you know, sort of, uh, you know, centrist, free speech, free, you know, everything. Some so Canadian of you. Very Canadian of me. Yeah. Well, in Canada, I'm, <laughs> I'm right wing, which makes me just left of Bernie Sanders here. But um, it, Afghanistan, it's funny when the first thing I was seeing, of course, just like everything down party lines, all these people, uh, Biden, you suck, you doing this. There was a, a treaty that was, it was supposed to have been done back in, in March. We've agreed to leave. Yeah, and that, that wasn't is, under Biden. That was under yeah. Trump and Trump agreed to leave. And I agree with Trump in not, I don't agree with a lot. The man did, but I do agree with getting your country and the lives of your citizens. That's your job is to protect your soldiers, your people. Yeah, We have no moral obligation to nation build. Well, to, I think, I think that, that was the
2: thing I said, or somebody said today, they said, look, our, our goal in Afghanistan was to eliminate al-Qaeda's ability to mobilize and plan from there.
1: And we attack not, America.
2: We were not there to nation build.
1: We weren't, and we shouldn't have been, Which, and I agree with Biden in that instance where he said at his press conference yesterday, we were not there to nation build. And I go, you know what? It's about time after the United States has more than 250 military interventions in sovereign nations since World War II. There are in excess of 250 independent military interventions by the United States military across the planet. Now, in in some ways, that that comes down to our um, policing of the seas that protects the world. I'm not jingoist by any means, but the United States does play a role in global security, right? That's why... it does was that, was that jingoist jingoism yeah jingoism <laughs> kids
2: that's like a triple letter word for you right there you need, need to write that one know? down jingoism
1: but, you know I, I don't th-
2: i think you're talking over cults yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm like what jingoism is <laughs> the Google you know visual it's
1: visual. the it's a sort of nationalism and the pride in your country the best and blah 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 ah. but at the end of the day so you, here so here
2: in, uh, in this country, we just call that
1: America. We just call America, it daily life. America. America we just go right from life. America. America is great. America gets shit on for unfair reasons, and America takes too much credit for other reasons that it shouldn't take credit. The, the problem is we we don't see things that are really impactful, like the United States' role in policing the seas, for example. Nobody ever talks about that. The reason we have safe and effective travel across seas is because the United States polices the seas, and Somali pirates and, you know, uh, Travel across the Pacific,
2: yeah, like it, sea piracy, sea piracy. That's, like, it doesn't happen to uh,
1: that as a career? Well, because of Americans, Col- I could, I could totally I, see you.
0: Okay, swear to God, it was so funny. I had a whole <laughs> business <laughs> business plan about how I could just go be a pirate off of the uh, San Diego shore, you know, and Unless I you figured know what, what just it, like one or two hits. Yeah, a pretty, pretty terrible idea. One or two of those oh, boats I feel like good. it was yeah, good. That's that's pretty it. terrible. But you idea. what's so funny is, uh, w- especially with the Afghanistan thing, this has gone through multiple. Democrat presidents, multiple sure. Republicans, and they all just act like it was never their fault, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think that's what's so funny about... <laughs> well, I'm
2: pretty sure that's that's every president, nothing's ever
0: well, their fault. No, it, but it's so funny because it can be the exact identical thing that one president does, and it it just turns into such a oh, he's a piece of shit because he's doing this. It's like, well, seven you're, months you're, ago, we were doing you that. You guys did right? that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was, I find that hilarious and also a little bit annoying, right, at the same time. But this stuff in Afghanistan, it's been 20 years. We've made zero progress. I mean, it's zero. It's right. not yeah. 5%. It's not 10%. It's absolutely Well, we made zero. three
1: hours of difference, as John pointed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we gave we, we a three made, hour we, head start, <laughs> three, out,
2: three hour head start on that. But but again, it's one of those things where I just feel like and it's so funny that everybody is so upset about Afghanistan today. I think if there was a Republican president and the same thing would have happened, which I at this point, how can you say it would have any happened any different? We were course, pulling the troops out right. with a three hour run through of the whole country. Not much opposition from the Afghan people at that point. But I think that you're going to. I think you're going to run the gamut now of of it would be Democrats saying the same thing of, of they would be, you know, oh, this is a great failure. This is that. It's the same thing. Of
1: course. Right. Of
2: course. But I think I think the biggest tragedy of all of it, if there is a tragedy here, is it's going to be much, much difficult next time we have a place where we need to actually go. And I'm not saying and I'm not saying there's not. There's plenty of atrocities in, in Afghanistan. There's plenty of things that are backwards. That's part of, you know, right-wing Islamic rule is just you're going to have some backwards things that aren't good to a lot of people. Of course. But I think next time we have a place that is in a, necessarily a danger zone that could plan an attack directly to our shores that has people that need to be saved by a violent regime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say you're living in, we'll call it uh, Coltonstan is what we'll call it. You're living in Coltonstan. And you the, the U.S. troops come in. And they need you, Chris Connell, to now help them translate and run their base. Are sure. you helping out after this? Yep. After the, after you, no. But after you see those Afghanistan no. people hanging on the planes, right. the Afghans, literally being <laughs> thrown to the wolves. And now, believe me, I think pretty sure the Taliban was keeping score as to who was helping the United States. Oh,
1: I mean, of course, right? It, they talk about the you know, sort of Western sympathizers. That's why those people are fleeing. But look at what's going on in Somalia with Al-Shabaab biden's already bombing another country that's what people like yeah. they, they you're already talking about we're still bombing radical muslim you know terror groups now it's just al Shabaab. it's just no longer that we're gonna always do it and they're always gonna take your help because you have another option right if you're living there and you're a citizen and al Shabaab is coming in or if it was it's not just hamas if it's um you know if it's in uh what was that one in northern africa um uh, they came in and just for massacring people with machetes. It was all it was Islamic terrorism. Right. You're gonna take whatever help you can get. Yeah, I guess e- I mean, even if there's a kick in the can down the road element to it.
0: But yeah. I think what John's also mentioning is like these guys were promised visas. Yeah. We'll take your ride out. We'll get you your family safe. I mean Las Vegas shockingly has a lot of these interpreters that are from Afghan. I saw it on news. I was shocked when guys like, Oh, there's a lot of us out here, which at that point, there's no way in hell I'm going to go help United States translate for the SEALs or whatever when as soon as they leave, am I going to really get that visa and be out of here? I'm yeah, going to be leave my head chopped, it, yeah, yeah. head chopped off. And that, that's what's scary right now is they know who was doing it. I mean, it's a small country. They, they all know, you know who's helping who. And uh, you're leaving your family, which I don't. I don't think people are going to help out United States like it, like they were in the past.
2: Well, if leaving your family is part of it, I think your family will volunteer you yeah. to help out. Okay,
0: probably. Hey, I got Would a good guy. Go? Got a good guy to help yeah, out, guys. I know exactly <laughs> who you need to sign <laughs> up for the the Babel
1: Arabic course. Call. no, he's. In, you, uh, you need Babel. to call him.
2: Well, earlier today, let's get off geopolitics and talk about something that I actually know a lot about. Because earlier today, uh, for a group of our agents here, we did a mastermind group for objection handling, and we were talking about objection handling in, in general and how to. Handle objections within the sales process. And, you know, it was interesting to hear what some of our agents thought handling objections were and and what they weren't. So, Chris, in your job, if somebody objects to you, not like your objection you're on, but I'm saying in general, what's your best system or best systematic for handling objections when you're trying to do business?
1: Well, I just, um, you know, I don't want to go straight Chris Voss here with the yeah. You know, at the end of the day, negotiate. negotiation is an art form. Mm-hmm. I just took the Harvard negotiation course. I just read Chris Voss's book. I'm very interested in negotiation. <laughs> Couldn't get into Hooters University. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it, it's when people course. have, they say, <laughs> What did you say last week, John, about trying to get to that first no? It's not going to be until a series of multiple no's that I get my yes, right? Yeah. You should look into no. Everybody's well, valuing a no. the no. Valuing the no. no mm-hmm. That's right. You maybe you were talking about it in so far as you need twenty people to say no sure. before twenty first signs up, but law of averages. The the average person when you first throw your first counter out there is going to say no. It's no no no. It's getting through the no's to get to the yes, right? Mm-hmm. And, but why are they getting to that yes? Make people do things that you want them to do for their reasons. So when people when people have objections, right? You say well. I can argue with you, right? You can say, oh, this is a great house. Well, I don't want to do it. Well, if you are good at asking people questions and finding out motivations and able to do those, um, what Chris Voss calls the calibrated questions, mm-hmm. If you're able to figure out what those are to get some answers to things that maybe you weren't even aware were affecting these people. You're going to find that those objections are oftentimes a great way to find out what they really
0: want. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Colt? I I totally agree with that. I mean, I think what people don't realize is negotiation. Everybody, especially in real estate, everybody thinks it's 100% the price. That's what the negotiation is, right? And I I think when COVID hit, I told everybody, you better see what's going to happen because you had everybody losing their jobs and they couldn't go buy houses, right? And I just would watch my wife's clients say, uh, don't worry, we'll get a two-day extension because they didn't know what happened. To me, I'm asking everybody, where are you going? Do you have your job? That kind of stuff, right? And I think with negotiations, people don't look at that. Uh, we just did a deal up in Salt Lake that uh, our clients could not they could not outbid anybody. The Californians are mm-hmm. lining up like crazy. They could not outbid. I called the guy, I go, okay, what does he want? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, his problem is he's got 45 days to get somewhere. And he can't go before then. I go, okay. And I go, and everybody's just giving you high offers with 14, 21-day close. Yep. Mm -hmm. I said, how about i not going to be your best offer, but let me give you a 60-day free rent close. Okay, bam, we did the deal. I think people don't listen to objections. I think if you listen to objections, you can go from there.
2: Well, it's a huge key to listen, but but my thought was, and as we're hearing what people were having problems with, I mean, with real estate agents, a lot of it was price value. It was a lot of it was, well, they want me to do it for cheaper. They want me to do it for cheaper. Well, they always, uh, you know, they want me to do it for 1%. They want me to do this. It's what seemed to be coming out of the conversation. And my thought was, if you're having an objection about your price, you did a really lousy job up front creating sure, value. Sure. Yep. And, 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 and saying your value proposition. And I think... This goes back to, you know, I preach all the time, elite customer experience. It's one of the things that um, I'm all about all the time. And I think that you know, if you look at the, you know, just for example, the real estate transaction. So a person goes in a list of home, talks to a homeowner, and they spend so much time focused on the value of the house and what they're going to do to market the house. They spend that's really, right. if you look at it, as we, as we dug into some of these listing presentations today, that's really all they talk about. that's a, That's what I'm like, you know what? People already can figure out kind of the value of their house. There's too much data online. They understand
1: that. Yeah, you just, you just go to Zillow and get a 100% oh, accurate number. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. No, but you go, you go on. But you get an idea right? between between a
2: hodgepodge of, the, of everything else. You can kind of figure that out. Plus, you know where people are going to syndicate it. You know everything that's going to go. You know where those things are going right. to happen, right? You just know. So I know how you're going to market it. I already know what it's kind of worth. So if we're spending a whole 20, 30 minutes talking about that, you're kind of wasting their time. Right. I said, how much time are you investing talking about their experience, finding out what their particular needs are and how you were going to meet and solve their particular problems. Right. You know, are you, do you have a written customer experience plan that you're going through? Because that's the differentiator. That's the thing that makes a huge difference. And we talked about, you know, if you don't have to, to argue with price, if you have a high perceived value, Right. Now, one of the things about this company or, or Simply Vegas where we work is, you know, we spend a, a, we spend a ton of money on perceived value. That's what we try to do here, on, on having a very hyper perception of the company. And we said, look, when you drive around the 215 here, you see giant billboards that say Simply Vegas, number one in luxury. I, it doesn't say Simply Vegas, cheapest place to sell a house. Right. It says number one in luxury. Because when you, when you promote yourself as luxury, you're promoting client experience, and you're creating great value for service. You're
1: concierge not, out, concierge
2: yeah. look. You're yeah. not. You're not creating cheap that right. we do. And I told our agents, I said, some of you guys spend too much time and energy trying to promote your own individual brands right. when nobody's ever heard of you know the Joe Schmo team. When we spend t- tens and thousands of dollars a month True. to invest in the brand imaging of our company and lean into that, and it was so funny because. I think creating a high perception of value within your brand is important to matter what, whatever you do. It doesn't matter what you do. Absolutely. Right? So what are some things, Colt, you do to try to create a high level of perception brand with you? Let's say you, Colt.
0: I, I think what my thing is, is I tell people all the time, we all put our stuff a lot of times in the same stuff, especially residential, MLS, stuff like that. It's a commercial the same way, right? I tell people my branding is about negotiation and I'm a problem solver. You know, that's something that you're paying for because anybody gone through a, a real estate transaction, they know that there's a million problems that are going to mm-hmm. pop up, right? 100%. That's what sticks me out different is that or that I'm different is my negotiation, my problem solving techniques, and also on the commercial side, no one gives their cell phone number out. Just simple, stupid stuff but like I, that. But I
2: but I think but I think at first glance, one of the things and I'll give you credit, you I mean you every day are in a suit. Every Mm -hmm. time you see cold, he's in a suit. He's never, this is, this is his uniform. It's what he is. It's what he gets. And I was trying to make the comparison today of, of like, did you know that like doors on, you know, like when you close the door on a high end car, like a Bentley or a Rolls or something, it makes that distinctive kind of thunk. And it just feels heavy. Heavy. Feels like those doors are exactly the same weight as the door on a Toyota Corolla. There's no difference in weight on the doors. They scientifically engineered them to make that noise. That's a fact. Look it up. Wow. They do because that noise and that, that thunk and that sucking in creates
1: perceived perceived
2: perceived value. You, when you walk around in a suit, you are, you are perceived as if I want to work with you, I'm going to have to pay for it. Right. It's not going to be cheap and it's not going to be free, which is fair. That's the first, that's the image brand imaging that you're putting out
0: very quickly. And I think that I was young. I was 18 when I got into this. So, Mm -hmm. and I was young, probably doing deals. I shouldn't have, like, I look back and I'm like, What the hell was I? People giving me that type of property to sell or deal with, and I think that's where that came from. Is I just needed to. What do you mean that type of property? That type of property. What do you mean that type? Yeah. (laughs) But we did. Like it would sit there, and uh, you know, it's so funny how a suit can make you feel better. You preach this all the time. Yeah. You got to feel good. I mean, John will literally redo his hair daily if he doesn't feel like it came out. Which something small like that, people look at. It's Which crazy. very, very rarely rare. one time, very one one time, time shot, right? Yeah, but yeah, I absolutely. think it's so funny that um, I'll go against some of the biggest brokers at the biggest brokerages, and they'll show up in golf uniform, right? And yeah, not I will laugh at how they, they. They're pretty much saying sorry to people of how they dress. Yeah. Like when they see me roll up with my clients. And it's funny because at that time, I just stepped now a power move on you, right? Power. Like a power move. Fair, fair, Can, fair, can fair, I get fair. something? got to get the noise. Yeah. Get, you get the phone out. Get the, it's get a the phone Here it comes. Yeah, here, comes, you, here uh, comes. <laughs> <open> it comes. Here
2: it comes. There it is. But it, all I can It
0: about. is a sense of value. <laughs> I mean, and something that you guys do all the time is you fire agents for taking iPhone photos of their, their listings. Yeah. Because... And I use that against clients all the time. I've got five things when I go into a listing that I show clients. I show them people's marketing and my marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that people don't realize that uh, I learned a lot from you guys, especially on the high-end residential is uh, the commercial game. People just cheap out stuff. And I I think that's hard to – it's hard to tell somebody – well, I want 6% on listing, but I'm going to take my photos for free here. I'm sure. going to put on a free site. You're, you're giving everything yeah. free. How? Yeah. Where, where are you? Where's your value? Yeah, there's no value. You there's know? no and value. So I think that's something that, you know, it, it's funny. The smallest thing is a suit. And me and you get this all the time. Yeah. We walk in to multiple places and people will start coming talking to us because yeah, they want to figure true. out who the hell we are.
1: The, well,
2: no, I think it's because I think we're dating and they're trying to yeah, figure out who's yeah, the big so spoon. Like who,
0: <laughs> big spoon, little
1: spoon? <laughs> big spoon. I'll be a little spoon. I don't think anybody's wondering. <laughs> 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 All right, Chris, what say you
2: Without a bill value?
1: value? Uh, for my, my value, and, and everybody <laughs> who's ever been a client knows this, I answer my phone. Ah. Like, I answer my personally. phone. Personally, yeah. Personally, and they send me texts, and they get a response, and they send me a voicemail, and it gets handled, and it gets addressed because um, I do my job from everywhere. I can work on my phone a lot of times. I'm at my home office. I'm at my official office. I'm, but no matter what time it is, if you send me an email at 10, there's a good to likely chance that I'm going to answer it and have a response for you. So people hate the fact that their lawyers don't get back to them. Yep. Now, usually when I'm – now I feel bad because you guys are all suited up, and I came in suited up all the other times, but I'm like, I'm going to wear a shirt today so I don't look so no, stodgy. You're, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't I, want to look so I stuffy. Almost, but,
0: I almost did the same thing, but I just – I don't like own clothes. Like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I really don't. It's a couple of, couple we're of, we're actually doing a fun week just yeah, one Versace to some ropes, some nah, it. You know, and that's why all my, I don't think my it. neighbors are in the same situation too. They don't know him clothes either. <laughs> that, that's when, that's why he has the one Versace robe. <laughs> just uh, the one. The that's too. You got to have your summer robe and well, winter robe. You know, it's funny. I got to
2: tell you, I was, um, I, I had an interesting experience last week, two interesting experience. So I go to the win when it, cause I, I got there an hour and 40 minutes for a meeting. Cause I'm an idiot. And, I'm like, you know, man. There's this watch that I've been thinking about getting, right? This watch, and I want, wanted this watch. So I walked down and to the watch store, and I tried it on. It was a, I can tell you what, it was a Hublot Big Bang. It's about, it's a, it's a grip of money. It's not a cheap watch, and uh, I put it on. I man, I've I've been watching this thing for a while. I put it on, and I really expected to love it, right? I was like, bam, and I put it on, and I just felt nothing. Actually, I felt worse than nothing, because as I was sitting there with this, it was a thirty thousand dollars watch. As I'm sitting there with this watch on my wrist. And I'm thinking, this does nothing for me, like nothing. And then instantly I'm like, oh my God, all these other watches that I have, that I've paid all this money for, (laughs) they kind of instantly are doing nothing for me either in my head. I'm like, why, why, you know, I'm having this crisis in the store. Like, why have I wasted this money money on on the watch now? Fast forward three days, I go to, um, some of my friends were in town. Uh, it was Cody Sperber. who's a clever investor. It was his birthday. They invited uh, me and the wife to come out to a party with them on Saturday at, uh, Encore. And with them was some people I knew and a lot of people I didn't know, but it was all Cody's friends. And in the process of doing that, I kind of just glanced around and I noticed like five of these guys had the same watch. They're all wearing the same, a different version of the same watch. So I wind up like just eventually this guy, David, I was talking to, I started talking to him about it. I said, you know, the watch, blah, 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 blah. And he took off the watch He's like, no, no, it's the best watch ever. Love it. Great. You know, try it. And he took it off and I put it on for a minute. And I was just instantly like, oh my God, I love this thing. And I was like, I got home that night and I found myself like Googling these, this watch and looking up and trying to, there's no deal on it. It's ridiculous, but trying to find a deal on this particular watch. And, uh, and, and I'm thinking to myself the fact that it was social proofed by these five dudes, we all went, I'm like, oh, all there's the guys, perceived value. All yeah. these guys are ballers that created a lot of perceived value to me. Right. The style of it wasn't very much different than the hub I put on, but I don't, know, I don't know anybody that has that watch. And now here's five guys that are all balling, have this one particular watch. Right. Now I'm like, no, nah, I'm interested. And I think in business, it, you know what, bringing that back to business, it's so important to be social proofed amongst people. There's nothing right. better than referrals. There's nothing better than other people saying you're awesome. Right. and, If you're in any type of business, look for that. But also, you know, I don't just think just look for that for yourself. Give that as much as you can. As many times you give shout outs to people uh, on social media, do it. Um, Say, hey, this is great. If somebody's helping you, like if you're watching some of this and you think this is good, please say, yeah, this is great, and help me out with that. If you're in a business and somebody does something well for you, um, say it's great. Now, in a situation like Chili's not done with you chilies. <laughs> done with you Oh my God. in a situation like chilies, You can feel free to call them out as well, but yeah, try to give as much proper is. stuff as, as you give. As what do you
1: think out. of, what do you think of that though in business? When you see these agents or you see whomever attorneys, whatever, there's this, this desire to put out the image of being successful and whatever, how much of it is inauthentic though? Uh, uh, now as a consumer of things now, whatever, whoever it is, service providers, a lot of people want to be perceived as, oh, I'm a luxury, this or that. But how much of it is perceived as authentic? How much of it? I think there's a, a, a stream of people that just want that. They want mm-hmm. the U blow mm-hmm. yeah. so they could tell their friends, I got a blow. Yeah. And then there's people that go, no, no, I actually want an authentic experience. I want yeah. somebody who isn't going to put money over my needs.
2: Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I wish I could be that person to say that I make every decision that I make and I'm not in, affected by outside. There's been plenty of stuff that I bought. You know, like Gary V says, don't buy expensive shit to impress people. You don't know. Right. It doesn't make any sense. I'm guilty of that. Sure, I, I've done that. You, everybody. Yep. Um, I, I think everybody is a little guilty of mm-hmm. that I try not to be, I try not to do
1: that. Oh, and you learn, right? You learn that there's a difference between buying shit that people want to see because you go, Oh, I have a Louis Vuitton bag. It's like, do you like your bag? Yeah. Right. See, because to me, I I have a Louis Vuitton wallet. Now it's got my name in it. Mm -hmm. It was a graduation gift from law school. Mm -hmm. Carries sentimental value to me. I didn't buy it. Hooters University, right? uh, uh, (laughs) Hooters Junior College. It was was actually Twin Peaks (laughs) Academy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there is something to be said about buying the things you do want, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're talking about watches, like I've just got my pilot's license. And so to me, there's something about Tradition of aviation. Sure. Or tradition of a French leather manufacturer. If, if you really wanted a Louis Vuitton bag, because mm-hmm. you go, no, 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 I really, I've, I've been to the factory. If there's something interesting about yeah. it, to you, then buy it. Then enjoy yeah. it. But if you're doing it so that other people think you have money and you... Have in your financing shit, or you have credit card oh, bills. It's just you, know, you, you really need to look no, in the no, mirror no. and figure your life if, out.
2: If 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 you buy a Louis Vuitton bag and you finance it, there's something wrong. Or you put it on if a credit card that that's you don't it. pay off every like month. That's financing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, some people don't it. see that that way, and they yeah. think, "Oh, I need right. this because I want to have a certain amount of cachet."
2: No, I, I would say the only exception I'm going to make to where that's okay is you know people is the realtor car. I, I think I oh, think yeah. I, I think I get that one. I think if you're in this business. You need a nice car. I think people that say, you can just have a Toyota Tercel. People, no, people will care. I,
1: I think you're That's right. That's part of the package. I, I, there's times when I am going to certain areas of town mm-hmm. where I will take a truck I bought for $5,000. That is my, my, mostly my daily driver. I bought a I truck. Yeah, you've seen the, truck. <clears throat> yeah, you've seen the, the truck. truck. Awesome truck. It's great truck. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah. it does it. But I'm not out trying to be a perceived value because if I'm driving up to see you, you're already my client.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent.
1: Right. And if it, if it ever push me to shut. but if I I don't go to business meetings in the truck, I don't no. pull up to new clients that are kind of that I have to sort of discuss their new case with. Yeah. In a, in a in a truck, but
0: well, it,
2: well it's like it's like me. I'll, I'll leave a I'm high end sports car that sits in the garage mm-hmm. more often than not because I'm driving around in a 2013 Jeep that I haven't had the top on in three years. Right. That's and that's what I would rather, especially when it's a. I, honestly, I drive the Jeep. Jeep every day. I'll, tell, good, you yeah. awesome. I'll tell you why. My Jeep's awesome. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I drive it. Because when I go out and it's 125 degrees outside, you get in your car, it's 180. I get my Jeep. It's 125 degrees. I can turn the air on. I'm, back. I'm down in like two seconds. I'm
0: good. And it it can also go the opposite way too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know people that um, are, they deal in the, uh, the Hispanic community, right? And their average homes are $200,000 homes compared to somebody that maybe have a million dollars. some of these people are pulling up in a $150,000 car. Those people don't want to see that, right? That type of clientele yeah, doesn't want to see. So there's a big balance on that. And, You can't, you either do what both of you've done and have multiple cars, but you you can't. There's been times I've walked in and I tell people all the time, they're not going to like me. Cause Somebody drags me on the last second appointment to go help them. This happened in Henderson on water Street. I go, These people are not going to like me. They're old farmers. I love how he
2: knows himself know. so well.
0: No, but they're all, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're all, they're 90 year old farmers from I've, Idaho. I already warned. I, was in see, I warned most people to the cult, yeah. they're, not, gonna yeah. like they're not going to like yeah. me. They're not going to like me. But <laughs> no, I, and I sat there and I go, Jeez. They're not, I, I am in a suit tie. I'm like undoing my tie, yeah. taking my suit off. I go, They're not going to like this, right? And they're like, No, no. A month later, they're like, They didn't like you. You can't. You cannot yeah. appease everybody, you right? Can. Like you and can't go it, from one extreme to the other. And that's, I always tell people, I, you have to pick one side and kind of focus on that. Your marketing can't go for nothing but $10 million deals and try to be knocking yeah. out 200,000. Hey, I'm deals. a local
1: Joe with Ferrari. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which yeah, I'm just a Ferrari. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm here to help you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Yeah. You.
0: Yeah. No, I,
1: I, there's a funny thing about that. I, I, I've said there's a couple different vehicles you can drive as a, a realtor or a lawyer or something t- mm-hmm. that truly wealthy people understand? So you can have a Prius? Yeah. You can have a Prius. Oh my God, it's the best. Prius. Because you can- F-150. F- uh, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio drives a dude, Prius. You, hang on. You no. don't look that. You back, don't look that as- back,
2: back, in the, back in the day, back in the day when I sold REO property, I would yep. go to these REO conventions and one of my friends that worked in D.C., we we're talking about because we were all killing it back then, making a ton of money. And somebody's like, Oh, I just got this, I just got that, and he said, William, What do you drive? because what do you drive? I drive a Prius. We're like, Prius? He goes, dude, Prius is the best realtor car ever. He goes, I go in the hood, nobody messes with it, mm-hmm. but if I go to a million dollar house, I'm an environmentalist. You're an environmentalist. No,
1: it's <laughs> it's brilliant, right? Yeah. You can almost get away with that with a truck. There's there's some trucks that are that have utility, especially as a realtor. Mm-hmm. So you know I mean, this is just my free unsolicited advice, but <laughs> You know, as a realtor, if you're hauling stuff, it looks like you were a worker. Yeah. There's like subconscious things that go into car selection. If you drive a useless car, if you drive like a white Mercedes as a realtor, you're now going to fit in only on that side of the spectrum you're talking about. You're never going to be perceived as. You're going to be, in my opinion, and other people I've talked to, you're going to look like somebody that, you know, wants to be in that lane.
2: Well, I think, I think too, though, I think, I I think. G-Wagon. Let me ask you a question: Is there a difference? <laughs> is there a difference between the C two hundred and thirty and having an S class? Absolutely. Um, Perceived value wise, if you if you see somebody they pull up in the smallest, cheapest Mercedes, you know what it is.
0: Oh, versus somebody pulls up in the S.
1: Only at the highest level, and only those people know. Yeah,
0: because yeah. you're if going. You know you're that. going. To sit, that turns into wanting to be in that lane, but yeah. can't afford that lane, right? Yeah, and, and there are people that. Uh, Like I'm not a car guy. I know both of you are, and that's why I always tell John, "Don't ask me for car advice because I do not, just don't like cars." Right? But it it takes it. He it's a monorail. Oh, I do take the he monorail. takes the monorail. Uh, wherever can, he goes. Are we going to hate on the monorail guys? <laughs> no, no like, I mean, I think, any opportunity
2: I get to hate on the monorail, if, if, I'm going to hate on the monorail.
1: You, you ever yeah, want to meet we, Colt yeah. in real life, other than having a commercial Just deal? Go the monorail. No, no, yeah, in between Davidoff Bar at the, the, at the Fashion Dude, Show Mall. You know what? Hey, look, hold on. There, no, no, on we, the monorail. No, no, do not no, give no. our. don't talk. We don't talk about Davidoff. Okay, no, no, we're not going to give We're not going to give that's a secret. Can't get that out. That's a secret. That is a secret. Cut that out.
0: Yeah, that's a secret. We'll edit that one out. Ed, yeah. if you are not giving out my local secrets, and that's how I feel about <laughs> the you monorail. To, you ever the want to kill Colt? Listen, you should, <laughs> Very want, you should
2: want to talk about the monorail because you're probably the only person riding it. You need more people to ride
0: it. Are they going to put it under out yeah, of business? It's been BK'd yeah. for, what, 20 years? Yes. I, I worked BK'd. on that BK. Did you? Oh, uh-huh. did you? <laughs> they're like, no one wants it. I worked on
1: that BK in law school back in, like, 2010. I was working on the LV monorail under Judge Markell. Really? Yeah. Jeez.
0: That's yeah. a great— that, is the most, let me give you underrated stuff, right? Oh, boy. Monorail. <laughs> Chicas Android, Bonitas. Android phones. <laughs> wow. Chicas talk about, Bonitas. talking about, talk and, about and falling
1: off a monorail right there. I
0: know <laughs> we're going to get into something else, so I'm going to hold my most overrated stuff. But Chicas stuff. Bonitas? Oh, Chicas Bonitas. Speaking of bankruptcy amazing.
1: court that I externed at during the summer no, between wait, the law school Chicas semesters.
0: Chicas isn't bankruptcy.
1: Every one of those, remember during the recession when all the strip clubs were going bankrupt? From the cab wars? Do you remember that? Yep. No. you remember that? No. So what would happen is these strip clubs had this race to the bottom. There was this absolute race to the bottom because if you drove up – I think it's still like that today. I wouldn't know, obviously. <laughs> I think it's like that today. If you pull up in a cab or something like that, the strip club will pay – Yeah, they pay the cab the driver. Yeah. Right, whatever. <clears throat> so that was bankrupting all these people because they just – Okay, I'll pay you 100 and, mm. and it's like that in real estate too. You see these guys, uh, I'll do your commission Rich for, the for the 5%. Four percent, three percent. You think you're the first guy that can move on that, right? You're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna generate this great business model. We do one percent sales. Don't expect anything. It will literally be listed, and don't talk to me ever yeah, again. that's it. Right? Don't. I don't want to talk to you. I will list your home and sell it. We will do the paperwork, but it's purely transactional.
2: That model. I mean, that model's been around forever. It was help right. you sell back in help
1: late sell, '90s, 1%. early 2000s. So, and
2: it failed then. There you go.
1: So if you want to talk about perceived value, <laughs> th- these things are all races to the bottom. Like you, if you're just going to compete on money then anybody can yeah. offer $1 less, you know, for the next one, then $1 the internet less internet. until you're not making any money. To you push people out and then it'll come back up, whatever. So to John's point about people perceiving value, right? You, you have to almost, everybody, it's not collusion, right? Because you guys are so worried about in your business about the whole concept collusion. of collusion. Right? Everybody agreeing it's 6%. It's like, well, that number kind of is where the economic market leads to a place where people are getting what they want back and forth between everybody. Yeah, right? sure. It's kind of where that number it used to be 7%, right? It's 6% now. It's kind of what it it, it averaged yeah. out to be. So right. I think people are just setting there. Well, there is no th-
2: there is no set commission. <laughs> no, say, oh, there are antitrust laws. No, there are, but smack me yeah. in the face. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think again end end <laughs> no, I'm not saying yeah. of the views <laughs> <of simply base. laughs>
1: But at the end of the day, there's still a market price. And just cuz prices fall within a market price doesn't mean it's collusion. It means that's what the market basically is. Well, and I think what The market you price saw. is what the market will bear. That's right. Right. What the
2: market will bear is based on your perception, based Vali- on how good Vali- you are know at
0: what Vali- you, Vali- right. you do. Right. And I think All right, well, let's take
2: a quick break. When we get back, Colt's going to take his shirt off, and we're going to talk about a lady who put laxatives in the coffee creamer at work to prove a point. Wow. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. What's up, everybody? Welcome back from the break. Scotch got more. uh, Colt got more scotch. I got a coffee. Connell Connell got a coffee.
1: Three days later, by the way, this, we're just kidding. It's the magic of television. <laughs> no, that's what
2: it is. I just got better looking. That's how that works. <laughs> so, before we went away, I was told a story I read today. There was a lady that did this to her coworkers and recorded it and put it on TikTok, and this is what she did. She was mad that all of her coworkers were drinking her, like, international coffee, coffee creamer, right? whatever it was, creamer, and... Uh, put a bunch of laxatives in it to teach them a lesson and apparently recorded it and put it on TikTok. Is
0: and, that illegal? Uh,
1: that is violently illegal. Oh
2: my! Well, yeah, there was apparently attorneys logging in to do it. So the question it's becomes so a couple weird. of things. He, he, here's, here's the questions that I'm getting from this. Number one, A... I mean, obviously, I don't think we had to debate, is there a better way to get your coworkers not to drink a coffee creamer? Sure. I think that's done. But do you think she did this because she was genuinely mad about the coffee creamer, or did she do it because it was TikTokable?
1: Mm, she did it because she thought she was a genius who could do this thing, be petty and punitive. And about, get a million clicks. And be like, oh, go viral, right? So people want to go viral, but- At the end of the day, it's like you you can't do something knowing it's going to hurt somebody. Yeah. It's like, you know, you sign waivers. You go to like a theme park or you go to the bumper cars or whatever. You never sign away negligence. You can't just you never get an unfettered right to go hurt people, even if they sign off for it. Right. You have to still always
0: heard that you you have to do within the parameters
1: of, of, uh, you know, decency. Right. That's why spring guns. You know, one of the first cases you learn in law school are illegal. You can't have a gun pointed at your door. Right, that if you open or you break into a house, the gun goes off and yeah. kills you, because it's just that's it's it's not it's not uh, commensurate with the crime. It's not uh, it's not a way to run a decent society where you can though. just make people sign something and then hurt them. Right, right. You, you can never do that. So if you know that people are drinking your creamer, you're you're on notice. Yeah. that this is happening Yeah, and you're entitled to just not bring creamer or whatever you can't. I mean, God help you. If you eat my clam
0: chowder. If you know what <laughs> what <I'm saying. laughs> wow, That's different. That's pretty petty though. I, mean,
1: I like, but, I like, you know, yeah. quahog clams or whatever. I don't, like,
0: <laughs> I'd be pissed if someone drank my coffee. I like coffee as much as I like my scotch.
1: And it's annoying. And maybe say something to your coworkers, but here, here's an, a great example of maybe making the adult decision of trying to talk to people or say, <laughs> you know what? You guys, it's very expensive. If you want me to pick up a creamer and bring it in, you know, let's have a kitty where we all chip in for it, whatever. There's a lot of common solutions that have been pretty obvious to me. And so, so, okay, okay. let's handle handle (laughs)
2: objections. Let's handle (laughs) objections here. Okay. So you tell me that and I say, listen here, Connell, you cheap bastard. It's just coffee creamer. Get over yourself. I like a little touch in my coffee. You're bringing it in. It's better than the, better than the, uh, the rubbery coffee mate we have in here. I'm going to keep doing it. What are you going to do about it?
1: Well, I mean, I would probably, if you actually did that, you're like a co-worker, <laughs> that's probably where management should step in, I'd say, and be like, keep your hands to your own fucking creamer. <laughs> like, Bob, bring your own creamer, you cheap bastard. <laughs> like, you know, Bob, you cheap bastard, bring your own creamer. If you want it, if you like hazelnut, you know, I'm going to start bringing in candy cane or whatever. <laughs> Start bringing in that sugar-free <laughs> Dude, stuff, which should
0: be just as no, illegal. You
2: think it's bad now? Wait till the pumpkin spice comes out. Then all hell's okay. breaking loose. I mean, at
0: that point, I think you yeah, get it. There's a
2: no pass. no no rules with the pumpkin spice. <laughs> no
0: you hate pumpkin spice, and I can tell you what. I'm Hi. a. Fa- I'm a- White girl that fall.
2: I love No, that no, 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 sure. no, 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 no. I love the pumpkin spice. What I have said notoriously about pumpkin spice is it is like ether to real estate agents. Huh. Yeah. As soon as the pumpkin spice comes out, they all go sleeping night-night time mm. and just wait till it's time to make your business plan in January. And I always tell people, my team, we close more deals and make more money between October and January 1st because we are one of the few people that are actually still working.
0: I only really? buy my house am yeah, you. November. You want to
2: make money as a real estate agent? Plan in your plan to bust your ass between October and January, and you'll make a ton of money because they, people, I'm telling you, the pumpkin yep. spice comes out, nine-nine time for
1: realtors. That is hilarious. Like, you, that should be a phenomenon.
0: It is. Oh, every it is. year you should, name it. you
1: should name it the pumpkin slice spice no, leaf it, or something. It, it, every it, year it he
0: does. I do the same thing, but it's so funny you because every time we got, I do. always, <laughs> I'm, I, talking, <laughs> I'm telling you, we do. the pumpkin spice. Every time leaf. I go yeah. buy a home personally, I guarantee. If you looked at all the homes I bought personally, <laughs> I guarantee they fall in the November, December range. I mm-hmm. honestly because people the the buyers that are occupying, stop looking at them because I don't want to change hands during Thanksgiving, Christmas. Christmas. I, we have people coming. So they stop, and the realtors, I mean, it's funny. People, ghost towns in real so estate. So that means also.
1: it's, like, the best time to stay busy. People that want to sell, it's kind of like that whole thing, that nightclub's so busy nobody goes there anymore?
0: Yeah. no, It's, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like you can just walk in. It's like this is the busiest club in town because nobody comes here anymore. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
2: Here. You know, it, it's uh, – I got a, I got an interesting text message last night. I thought that I thought this was interesting, which is I got an, I got a text message from cool. one of our agents who's a young kid and uh,
1: <laughs> Kumon K- K- girls. K- had,
0: K- K- can we talk K- about <laughs> that? No, <I> <laughs> the, the, all right, you can, yeah, talk, can, you can
1: talk about the Kumon girls. That's fine.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that no, was the cu- best Kumon. Cu- cu- Kumon me. Kumon me. Kumon me. So we may or may not know somebody that may or may not have had their headshots stolen and appropriated. Yeah, and so we're sitting there just chit-chatting in the office, and this girl comes into my office, and she's like, John, I need to talk to you. <laughs> Something that's kind of maybe a little embarrassing. Of course, I'm, we go, we love embarrassing stories. Tell us. And she goes, somebody. In a
1: non-workplace sexual harassment yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, no,
0: it was total. She was freaking <laughs> out because this is Las Vegas. Right. Of John has had probably two fire people for being prostitutes, yeah, I would dare well, say. Yeah uh, Mike I mean that's, I mean, a, that's a tough that's, that's a tough a strong way that's a to say it It's a strong that. way to say it. It's we,
2: about that, reputational management. We, yes, okay. We, we have there's. we have parted ways with some people that we didn't necessarily like the product they were apparently trying to sell Correct. through their
0: Instagram. I, I did not and mean they didn't to out that out of the wrong counsel. Well, that's fair. very fair because,
1: like I said, you have a right to maintain an image in a certain way. And if yes. it goes against that, you have the right to part ways with people. And they
0: have the right to quit, too. There's yep, a girl 100%. that was on Facebook last night, real estate agent. Check out my tattoo. Going like this, her nipple's hanging out. She knew damn well what she was doing. That's how, did you see that? No. Uh, I should have screenshot. No. But (laughs) on Facebook, you know what you're doing. So we go back, back to the story, sorry. Uh, This girl goes, John, look it, like this guy is freaking blackmailing me. Like, but it's just headshots, but I don't know what to do.
2: She she wanted to know how she could get. Her picture off. She was freaking out. And you happen in Connell. You happen to be here, the attorney. So I was. It's lovely. It's like talk to my attorney, and there you go.
0: And and John's very tech savvy. So anybody in the office that has anything to do with any technology, they go to John, right? And she goes, I don't know what this is. I mean, (laughs) look at the site. And John's like, Nope, I don't want to look at it. You know, I don't want to look at porn stuff. And she goes, No, no, it's just my headshots. I promise you. And John's like, I don't want to. And she goes, Just click on the link. Right. And so John's (laughs) looking at the links like, well, what is this anyways? Kumon pick? Kumon pick? What is this link? Who, who cares? Kumon. Oh, and her. <laughs> Kumon my feet. Kumon my pick. I mean, yeah. yeah. Kumon my pick. She goes <laughs> like this and just. I the it was energy the drained. Name. I thought there was some little
2: Indian guy named Kumon my pick that was stealing. The everyone. energy,
0: <laughs> her everything just drained in her head and she just goes. What happened to John when you realized Come <laughs> on. <laughs> John's such a sensitive. Yeah. yeah. What a yeah. uh, yeah. Such a sane I was immediately
2: very embarrassed by that happening
1: will be perfect character witness evidence one day. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: You
2: know, you know, that brings up another point. I don't know if you saw this. Talking about the appropriating photographs. Did you happen to see the FBI was doing a sexting? And they were just randomly using pictures of women that happened to work in the FBI building as like the oh, base,
0: without any really didn't acknowledge- get
2: oh, any wow. of their permission to do so. Was
1: there excuse? Hey, I'm just Italian. <laughs> I'm just Italian. <laughs> hey, we're Italian.
2: It doesn't matter. Hey, oh, no, that came up today. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're just working away. I mean, you're you're. I mean. Who knows what you do there? Yeah, You do anything. Human resources. Human
1: resources. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pam and human resources. Pam yeah, I and human resources. And all of a sudden, she's got to worry about her face showing up on Kumon my pics. <laughs> you know, come his come website. Kumon secret agent. Yeah, his, <laughs> face. his face, and you got to worry about that. I mean, oh I, yeah,
1: it's it's a big it's a big stinging deal. predators. I mean, I guess it's complimentary if the, <laughs> the pics yeah, are no. Pred- you look no, under eighteen.
0: No, like, no, I mean, no, no, like, no, no. You that's look youthful. Okay. Like okay. See, I take compliments everywhere. I would take. That is thanks, guys. Think I have did anybody respond? Can uh, I see the response? Like, uh, yeah, like, how many guys did we catch? Like, yeah, a lot of I guys. Guess. I mean, I or, mean, like, I mean was or, there a lot of guys, or, guys that they we looking. Were they not? But uh, yeah. did you see on the, the news today that they say they were doing every state of what you needed to, to make to live in that state? Oh, I saw. Las Vegas, I, I twenty eight thousand dollars. Where? I mean, to live Or Not in? Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Twenty eight thousand a year. Nevada, yeah. Nah, that's, that's that
1: includes Ely. That doesn't include.
0: I <laughs> I, I understand Ridge, that, really but true. if you had zero debt, neither of you could live off of twenty eight thousand dollars. And I mean, no, I, no, I no, could. No, I could, no, no. I you could not. do you know, well, no, dude, you you'd spend. I, that. I went
2: through. I I mean, I went through. I went to the drive through Wendy's. You know what? Wendy's, you're getting close to getting chillied. You're getting Ooh. this close to chillies. This
1: close, I'm telling you. Shots fired.
2: This close. Now, I go to the drive-thru at Wendy's just because I'm in a hurry. That's because I'm fat. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a to drive through And I just want a spicy, a spicy chicken sandwich combo. Small, small.
0: Oh, okay. How much? Okay. So health how, matters. How much? How much?
1: Combo, uh, that's like probably seven bucks now, eight bucks. $8.69. Yeah. Or
2: small. I immediately called my partner. And I said, dude, we got to give everybody that works for us a raise. This inflation thing is completely real. Our people, there's no way they're not feeling this. This is crazy.
1: It's just, now, I don't eat fast food. I already have, like, you know, a desire to drink enough red wine to make up the calories for the fast food I don't eat. But at the end of the day, um, fast food places, we just don't go, ever. Yeah. We just never go to fast food places. Same way. But this crispy chicken sandwich thing came around, and everyone's always talking about them. Yeah, so I went to Popeyes. Oh, well, I went know? to KFC. Popeyes is best. I went to um, one or the other one, Chick Fil A, and I've had Chick-fil-A. a crispy chicken sandwich from all three. Popeyes is but light years better. It's not even close. Stupid race, it, light years. Better. It's like the, all the guys that were watching Usain Bolt's ass about twenty fucking yards ahead of him. It's <laughs> like never mind.
2: No, I, w- I went down. The, I went down. The I went down the internet. Hole the other night, the black hole. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and you know, my wife's guy. What are you looking at? I'm Come like, on. which place? <laughs> <ha-."> I'm like, <laughs> which on. place has the best fried chicken? And Crispy I'm like, chicken uh, sandwiches. Like, no, and I agree with. In the top three, we're like Hattie B's, which I love.
1: No, no idea.
2: Co- Cosmo, dude, Hattie B's Nashville hot chickens. No, you haven't Never. had this. Like yet. I said,
1: we, I don't. We, we don't eat a oh, lot. It is a gift that we have this.
2: It, it, it's really? in the food court at Cosmopolitan. Hattie it is B's. a gift that. Well, Hattie B's isn't really fast food. Hattie B's is a restaurant yeah, in yeah, Nashville, and, and, it. and yeah. they have a, they have a quick service counter in the food court at Cosmo. But it is a gift from the South that we have that here. You got to okay. check that out. I'll amazing. check it out. It's okay. um, Hattie B's is Came amazing. On. But it was like number three. I don't even recall what number two was. But no, oh no, number two was Chick Fil A. Chick Fil
1: sucked. dude,
2: number one, Popeyes though.
1: Yes. But it probably wasn't even close. It was just like, no, I'm like, okay, I get it. And
2: this this was chicken in general. This wasn't even chicken sandwich. This yeah, I don't, just I don't have a dog in a
1: fight. I really have no dog no, in this fight. I just I objectively ate the three sandwiches God. and went, Chick-fil-A is
0: third from KFC. KFC's yeah, is better. If we grew up with Chick-fil-A, did you? Yeah, no, uh, I yeah, I did. Yeah, me too. So, this whole Chick fil A waiting in line for an hour is yeah, crazy to me. We got it at junior yeah. high. It, yeah, it, I had it when I, I was a kid at the mall. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, the mall. At the mall. We're kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're kids. Yeah. And, um, we
2: got, you got you to gotta remember, though, well, that was in Gainesville. That wasn't in my actual hometown. My actual hometown in Lake City, it was funny. I, I was going through Facebook today. You, know, you have your memories. And like four years ago, the headline from my hometown newspaper was, Dairy Queen is coming. Oh, that wow. was that wow. was the headline Ooh, on the main page. And I'm like, you think where you're from is small? <laughs> this is not like 25 – years. this is last Thursday this happened. So,
1: John, I want you to so, say yeah. that again with just a little <laughs> bit more passion. That's my, my, Here that's we go. We're going to get a
2: power move on it? Hang on. We're going to get a power move. You ready? I'm going to look right in camera too. So, like, yeah, three years ago, you know what's coming? Dairy Queen's coming. Oh. you got to hit her faster than that. Oh. See, so you, you dropped it. Dairy Queen dropped is <sighs> – Oh, see, nah, yeah, there we go. Way there too late. Yeah, way too late. Entirely oh, too late. It man. doesn't work now. It just <laughs> doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. But no. But that, that. But that was the news. But you know, I'm glad you know you fast food because it's something I'm working on now. And and we have the fifty dollar fit club, which I think we've talked about in the past. Yep. But you know, so I, I I did that speaking gig last week, and I looked at the I looked at the footage on it, and I was like, damn dude, I, I got to do something. I'm looking a little chunky. And so I hired a trainer, and the trainer came today to the house for the first time. Good, good. It was awesome. AJ Massey was, was dope. And dude, for 45 minutes, the dude whipped me. He beat me like a circus monkey mm-hmm. for like 45 minutes. How? And no, we wouldn't really beat a circus monkey. Like people are like, oh, my God, they're talking about like cruelty to animals. I <laughs> hate this podcast. The views not
0: uh, that yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, That's just or a pita. saying
2: we Say. don't need to be canceled over beating circus monkeys. Although I do hate a monkey. We'll talk about that.
0: In how how a old <laughs> did you guys feel after Thursday night speaking gig? Or you, I don't I, you know, I, I I don't feel I, I love that group it's because a, that group to such me, an well, no, no,
2: that that group to me is one hundred percent why I never go to realtor events. Like I don't go to realtor events ever because I've already heard everything because I hear it in the
1: office sure, every sure, day. Sure, yeah. But you go
2: to this place, and what I thought was really funny. Was about this group and, and this this it, it's Sean Kelly's group. He doesn't meet up uh, every probably once a quarter. He does them and they're and they're great. And he brings together such an eclectic group of really mm-hmm. high functioning, very 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 bright people, and they all do these really weird nichey things.
1: Very nichey things. Very nichey things. Very niche-y.
2: And and it's so funny because you, you know you'll talk to a guy that makes you know, a couple million dollars a year or it made $800,000 flipping NFTs last week. And he is just freaking out because the best street fighter video game player in the world is sitting at the bar. That
1: was that's so, like his Michael I Jordan. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's it's like,
2: that's of, like Michael, he, that dude was like Michael Jordan
1: in that room. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, Eric. All, yeah. I was talking about yeah, him it because, awesome. you know, what's funny is that a couple of those guys were both canceled. Oh, they got canceled. They, they were canceled. I didn't know that guy canceled, and one guy got canceled for something he said on Twitter four years ago. What did he say? He okay. He explained it to me, and I don't want to obviously get into his, no, his no, business sure. or his details or to bring it up, but he made a comment that he was immediately sorry for, but it had to do with like it was something about girls and gaming, ah. and he said something really shitty. Okay, he said something shitty, right. yeah. and he profusely apologized for it. Sorry then. I'm sorry now. And there's times on everybody's life where you say stuff because you kind of Absolutely. forget that there's real people in the end or you're playing a game or a character, right? You live in this online world and, you know, you can take it too far saying things you don't mean. Mm-hmm. And I believe that even if you think you mean it in the moment, you may wake up and go, man, that was really ignorant of me. I'm sorry. Whatever. Uh, unlike a lot just like a lot of people there's no chance to improve or to learn or to get better or to apologize right you're just fucking you're just done (laughs) and the problem with that is when you take away people's ability to grow what you do is you create something that's resentful and resentful of that thing right so he's got to try to fight fight his way back now thankfully he's an intelligent guy he's smart he's going to find his way you know in in another path and hopefully he'll find that you know uh, uh Forgiveness or whatever the fuck the world needs nowadays, for when you make a mistake, <laughs> yeah, and you know well, the whole you, world you falls get, apart. You you were fucking done, one and done.
2: You don't get it. you don't get a lot of that. And it's like so like one of that. my favorite things. I don't remember which one of the Beastie Boys said this. I don't remember which one was, but somebody came out and said, you know, do you feel bad now, you know, about misogynistic lyrics about women or whatever? And they were like, well, yeah, I don't think that way at all. And they're like, well, that makes you a hypocrite. And he's like, well, dude, I'd rather be a hypocrite than somebody that never grows and changes. That's right, yeah. Right. I don't remember which one said it, but i, I, wasn't I that was, always sticks it,
1: out. It was like Churchill or Lincoln or whatever, too. And I don't, you know, like I said, the internet. You know, remember Lincoln's famous quote about the internet? Yeah, um, don't, don't believe <laughs> it. <in> here, really. <laughs> it was one of those things where he said, you know, um, somebody called him a flip flopper, and he goes, "When the facts change, my opinion changes." Yeah. Okay. When the facts change, or when I grow, when I learn perspective, my opinion changes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, you know. There was probably a time I thought that Muslims were terrorists. When I watch them on the news, because I grew up in Regina, Saskatchewan, and I don't think I knew a Muslim until I met a Muslim neighbor. And I go, oh, well, he's a nice guy. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So you go and you learn. and you, you, you Did you invite him over for a quick glass of syrup, or well, like, what happened? I, he was in Canada. He already had his own syrup. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, in life, you can't make assumptions. And you go through, and the more experience you have, the better you are at, you Wait. know, Learning, so wait, wait a second. Changes.
2: So, my assumption about the syrup is, is that not fair or is that incorrect? Or going I canceled.
0: would have stopped you if it was wrong. Okay, you're you lucky Canadians are nice because you'd be canceled, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be canceled. They're it's probably going the only people th- you're <laughs> Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's face it, it
2: at this point. Really, all I'm trying to do is get huge in Denmark. If, if I get canceled <laughs> right. in Canada, I mean, <laughs> right like, I've, I've heard we're coming up in Norway right now and we're gonna be actually. Huge in
1: Norway just called the United States of America an underdeveloped country. Did you read that? <laughs> no, did not. So, Norway was talking about, it was one of these pamphlets it was putting out. And this was like in the last couple days. It was like, if you're doing this or going to an underdeveloped country such as the United States, (laughs) you have to do this. And it was just this whole comment section of people going, well, if the shoe fits, you know, like, because you talk about crumbling infrastructure, you talk about healthcare, access to healthcare as a tourist. You talk about all these things. And so some guy puts on there, yeah, they're bitching, but we give X amount of millions of dollars to their military and blah, blah, blah. And another guy posts down there another quote. It says, United States gives zero dollars to Norway for its million. (laughs) it's just one of those things, right? Where you you just assume a bit of perspective because we
2: give everybody money, so we have to give. Yeah, but
1: like it was just one of those funny things seeing the United States being called an underdeveloped country.
2: Well, speaking of of crumbling infrastructure, what do what do you think about the infrastructure bill and rebuilding America and everything that it is? The bipartisan. what What do you think about it?
1: So my my goal always is to invest in infrastructure, science, technology, education, mathematics. Everything that makes this a great jumping platform, right? Your citizens, the citizens of the United States are what makes America great. It always have been. Mm-hmm. Ingenuity, opportunity, freedom, you know, a, a easy place to uh, conduct business. But it's difficult to conduct business with crumbling infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have things like high-speed rail, if you have good airports, if you have a lot of that stuff, Mono-real. it's just better for everybody. I would sink every dollar we spent in oh, Afghanistan— boy. Into that. Into America. Well, 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 let me
2: give you a counterpoint there, sir, as start. to why this is a disaster and why it's going to be a disaster is because this. We already have a global shortage of building materials, concrete, steel, wood. All of those things are already at, at skyrocketing prices because of a shortage. Right. In America, we already have a massive labor shortage for men down across the country because it's you make more money to stay home and collect extra unemployment benefits and you go to work. So what you're going to do is you're going to unleash government contracts into markets that are already completely lopsided and and upside down. Anybody that is in anything to do with real estate, the construction of homes, the flipping of homes, uh, any of that stuff is going to be a major problem. So here's the thing. Do you think the average Joe American that's paying taxes would rather have a high-speed rail from A to B Mm -hmm. or would rather be able to afford a house that is now going to go through the roof because all these new home builders are going to just – the pricing, because of labor, because of materials,
1: is about to skyrocket. Guess who's in got it, a perfect solution. In the next 18 solution. months, going to go there. Guess who's got literally the perfect solution. It's Colt. Not sure. I don't know. It, we'll come, it, back, we'll come it, back, it, back to you, Colt. Exactly. So what, <laughs> a, an, what an amazing yeah. thing to parlay into this conversation. Yeah. All those soldiers. you want to serve your country? Ah. you. We already have the largest standing military, like effectively. I mean, China does. But ours, is, you know what I mean. You have all these people that are serving on Navy destroyers and filling up vending machines with chips, or whatever. they're not developing skills. They're serving, but they're they're being bureaucratically administered in ways that they're not necessarily as productive as they could be, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of soldiers would tell you that they're watching trucks in Afghanistan. Yeah. You oh, have yeah. a group of young, potentially talented, eager people that you could be developing skills with. You could be educating and utilizing your own country to make it great. You don't want to make America great. Utilize its own powers within its own borders. Mm. We always look outside while inside is falling apart
2: because we don't manufacture anything here.
1: But we do, but we could.
2: Well, but we we, were not. And and the problem is like, you look at the the lumber shortage and all that is coming directly from China. Guess who else just passed a massive infrastructure bill? Guess who else is doing the same China. thing? China is. Right. So if China is the main manufacturer of a lot of the natural resources, we need- Canada. To do- well, that's true.
1: We could just take over Canada. We'll think about the forestry. Okay. So if, forestry, if the Taliban can, can
2: take down Afghanistan in three days, in, in like three days, what do you think we're doing two, through Canada? Two days, Two days tops, and I I I hate to to tell you that's what happened. Leningrad, in the last Tim, time Tom, someone tried is to is take it? over a frozen <laughs> it, tundra.
1: Tim, that's <laughs> a good point. the Hitler and Napoleon? You learned this the hard way, John. That's a good point. That's a good pump the brakes where it's you think it will make it
0: where. People come and create new material. Well, you can. I, I, you but. know, I, I. You think there's going to be that niche? I think. Well, I think. I think that's I an think untouched. Not an untouched. I think that. That's where you're going to see the next fifty to hundred years is but, people but trying again, to re.
2: But, but again but again the, the the problem turns into this which is if I can go take that job that that soldier wants to get and I can make fifty bucks an hour full government pension, give me four years and we'll pay you forever because it's eight point, whatever, or one point, whatever trillion dollars. Right. And the government's b- bidding against the private sector to do manufacturing. No, you can't make a plant that manufactures new materials. Cause nobody's going to go work there because you couldn't afford to hire the workforce to run the plant Well, I, because you're competing with the U S government. Now it's going to crush small business in the construction. Think industry.
1: about how think about what if you utilize, like I said, so you have this group of people that work in the United States military that are deployed elsewhere, and not here. So if you redeploy here with the goal of teaching people marketable skills and you know future, like they're they're obviously going through leadership training in sure. the military, they're going so they're all capable individuals, men and women that can use you know their hands to figure it out. That's not a job that's beneath them. I almost feel like people see that it's beneath you to be an engineer or somebody that's building something. No, that's how you serve America. Yeah. Second point, immigration policies in the United States are fucking the most backwards they could be. We don't hire for skill. We have a couple programs for wealth, but for the most part, immigration happens in the United States through familial relationships, meaning marriage or I bring over my parents who are 65 years old. It's not like you're bringing this fresh cadre of young blood, right? So you say, okay, we're going to have, we're going to have this new program. It's going to be a manufacturing program. It's going to be a timber program. It's going to be a oil extraction program. What we're going to do is we're going to have facilities and you get to have a visa, you get to sign up for a visa if you work in this factory in North Dakota where land is cheap, minerals are cheap, everything's cheap to do up there or in Wisconsin or these places Iowa, places that aren't expensive like California or New York. You have manufacturing facilities, you have developmental facilities, you have these things in the places that are the least populated and the most that could, you know, use some new blood and infrastructure, right? You have that as a program. Work there for 6 years, 8 years, whatever develop your roots there and you will get a visa into America yeah. and stay. But we we still, seem to
2: have a lot of land here in Nevada that
0: could be well. Uh, like, I mean, seriously. desert. But, but, <laughs> but you still can't compete some, yeah. against what they're, I mean, pretty much not paying Chinese people to work in China, right? Like you can create a thing and put them in the cheapest part of America. You still can't pay them 10 cents an hour or 15 cents an hour. And I get what you're saying with, we got a lot of people like, I laughed. I saw a thing on, on, uh, they were pulling weeds, and they're part of the army. I'm like this is all we do: pull weeds all day long, <laughs> you know. And it's and like you're serving your yeah, country. Yeah, I don't. Know what to, I, I don't.
1: I don't look at anybody that I don't walk into the Seven Eleven where I get my coffee in the morning and look at that person like they're any less. I just see you as a part of a system that I need everybody working in to, to but facilitate. You're different.
0: You're different. Right. Most I'm, of the social media people, most of the younger crowd, and. They do look at that, right? Yeah, like beneath, they, it's, beneath it's beneath them, them to it's go them flip to a burger. If, if you want yeah. to go Robbie instead, or I'm going to do this, like there's, millions of jobs out there that cannot be filled and it's because people's ego is well no. Well, I
2: think but I think but I think too I and think a lot of I think a lot of those money. Well, I think yeah. a lot of those jobs right. like you know talking about like McDonald's and stuff I think there's certain jobs in America that were not designed to provide a quote unquote living
1: wage. Yeah, I see that argument. Right. I, my I my that kids argument. need a
2: pl- like I need yeah. a place for my kids to go yeah. work when
1: they're 16. I, I think I that is a that. good argument if you talk to economists most will agree to you that That's a lot of places are not they're not supposed to be a career no now it happens to be that a lot of people don't have the skills or abilities or you know whatever to maybe progress in a different way but uh, at the end of the day you know it, those balances tend to find themselves out in a free market
2: well I think I thought like you look at Vegas over the last year and you can just I mean my friends on the strip at like they're like dude people are using EBT cards to like buy stuff on the strip it's crazy and I'm thinking <laughs> don't come to Vegas use that money invest in in anything that's going to prepare you for when this stops.
0: Yeah. It's, it's
2: such short, short minded thinking,
0: but you're not ever taught that. Right. Like in I school, know. what are you taught? Yeah. They, I, I, we laugh because how many of us play in the stock market in our office? Yeah. Three people, maybe right like yeah, yeah you well, got well no, There's more than that there's okay. there's
2: there's much more than that but, we're just two to talk like, about it.
0: yeah but <laughs> that's true, right? yeah that's true but you're talking about very smart people and sure. these people your agents are very smart yeah. agents right and yeah. it's i laugh cuz it's they don't understand that and it's <laughs> universities
2: can i tell him what you did
0: <laughs> oh well, well yeah well <laughs> he, he, he bought one you want to talk back high school you want no. you want to talk about power
2: move. he bought one share of Win. Oh,
1: wow. One. So I, I went a in shirt and so I can go to be a shirt. One shirt, chair don't be. care. Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: I can go get my parking spot. So you can go to the, the wind and be like, no, i <laughs> It, I'm it was funny. And I didn't realize it until I was telling the story, <laughs> right? Like I went and I was like, nah, I'm going to watch overnight. And then I'll uh, throw some money because I think it'll go down a 2%, 3%, whatever. <laughs> and I sat there and I was just bored. I'm like. I'll just buy one share. I don't just even know why. And, and <laughs> I bought one, one, just share? one share. And sure. so I'm set. It's sad. like, I'm it's like Nana it gave it. you the yeah. certificate. Yeah. 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 The uh, I almost ordered it, but You're, it was going to be three times you my you one go, share on to get Green it. the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> but... And I think that's – I don't think universities will be around like they are. I think they'll definitely still be around in 20 years. But I think things need to go more of a trade school. You know, universities – Love trade school. Right. Trade schools should be the – should be the – People look down on those, like you talk about, when that should be, I think, the number one thing to well, go I, towards, you know, and I think high school needs to do yeah. a better job of explaining to I, people. I, hate, I hate to tell
2: you this, you know what real estate school is? It's trade school. It's trade school. No, <laughs> that's what it is. I don't even know Absolutely. if you can
0: it say is. that's a even a school. You're not not teaching,
2: even though you school. don't learn anything yeah, in real estate school other than how to pass a if test. You're not
1: reading Chaucer. That's the whole thing about a liberal arts university or a yeah. liberal university or whatever. You're right. the classics and philosophy, whatever. There, I see a value in that. I'm a fan of liberal arts education. Mm-hmm. I think that it's good to have an understanding of different areas of sort of literature and philosophy and business and and, yep. and chemistry Absolutely. and math, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think people are starting to realize that trade schools are excellent ways to make a really solid living. Yeah, I, I, I see that as being way less stigmatized than it used to be. I remember when you were a kid, if you wanted to be a plumber, I, like You're I an was idiot. just going
0: to say that how. How now it's old like, were uh, you until you realize, especially in Vegas, the union jobs? Like, plumbing's a great job. Oh, my God. You know, but you, you look down, and uh, it's funny because I just think that we really need to force that, and we really need to do better at just, you know, junior highs and high schools of getting really kids maybe in parent, line with. parenting? <laughs> but is it? Are you can, can are you going to change? Are you going to change? Uh, are you going to change? groups of people by know, just parenting I'm, you can't because some parents aren't there right know, totally. you know and i i 100 agree with that and you go talk to any teacher no, they're think, like it's all parenting but i think that we gotta look at the realistic thing of we don't have two parent households we have parents that maybe shouldn't have had kids and they got five or six of them have right? a finance
1: class and have have a class on taxes and you know, deferred income. And, how to actually or, run it? How to actually run your life, not just how nope. to do nothing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I think that I'm should be fan. mandatory.
2: Well, speaking of big fan, hopefully you guys are a big fan of this. If you like it, please tell somebody about it. If you hate it, tell somebody about it, because to me, quite frankly, you know, either way is going to be good. It doesn't matter if we're talking good or talking bad. It's when they stop talking, it's you got shit. a problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I hit my Twitter. We'll up. see you next time. <laughs>
2: Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.